You are now listening to the Diet Doc Movement Podcast. A show all about macros, mindset, and movement hosted by us, Alexa Miller and Meredith River. We have brought on a very special guest for a very special topic. The topic today is Truth Hurts, and we have brought on our friend, Jeff. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to do it. There's, uh, I think as we chatted before, there's a lot of things in the fitness world and in the diet world, in the world in general, um, that people probably need to hear, but sometimes don't want to. And I'd love to be that guy to share that with them. After this, you're going to have lots of friend requests because you say everything we all think, but, but don't voice. So. Yeah, friend request or hate mail. I mean, it's all the same. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get in the industry and all that good stuff? Um, so I fell in love with fitness at like 25 years old. Um, I was the skinny guy. I signed up with a personal trainer in Lima, not at Alexis Gym, at another one. Um, and the gentleman accidentally motivated me because he told me I was I was skinny and I didn't have the frame to get bigger and I should probably just give up. Um, and anybody who knows me, if you tell me that I will work harder than anybody else around me to change that. Um, so he made a leg day so bad on day one that I couldn't walk two days later and I called him and quit. He said, yeah, that's exactly what I thought you would do. And that was all it took. Um, I psychotically started working out probably to an unsafe level for a while, um, fell in love with the industry. I've been in the automotive industry for 15 years now. Um, and decided I was going to take fitness further, um, got certified, became a personal trainer and fell in love even more with that and then fell in love with a gym owner. Um, so I ended up at the Wapak Athletic Club owned by my girlfriend, Rebecca, um, and kind of helped her out for like three years full time, did the training full time and found out very quickly I was just different um, in what I was telling clients. And that worked with like 80 percent of them. Uh, 20% of them didn't like me and wanted somebody who would pat them on the back and say, you're okay, just the way you are. Um, and so I think there's a balance of both in the world that we need. I think the moral of this story was that I guess it was a blessing in disguise that you didn't walk into Alexis gym. So you, uh, you know, you were motivated to actually get fit and you didn't fall in love with her. So, yeah, 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 exactly. I don't think Brandon would be real happy about that. You know, it's uh, now that I, I'm still great friends actually with the, uh, the first trainer I had encountered. Um, and it was one of those things where it was like, okay, I may not train people like that, but it worked. Um, so I, I continue, you know, I still try to train five or six days a week. Um, you know, the diet part of things, you know, we'll get into that later, but that's where you guys come in, um, with guys like me that don't want to get the diet on point. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a passion. It's not leaving anytime soon. Um, you know, we hope it's take it even further with the whack. I think that is great. And I want to dive head first into how you so eloquently put the truth. Um, I would say Lex and I maybe have a little more TLC approach, which is exactly why we brought you on. And let's dive into the first lie that we tell ourselves that we need to stop telling ourselves, <laughs> stop playing the blame game. And, you know, taking responsibility for our own actions is the first topic. So take it away. Yeah, I, I think ownership, no matter what it is, whether it's fitness or just life. So there's a meme I try to share on Facebook once a year um, that pisses off the entire internet, but it's still one of my favorites. 
Uh, the, the top line says, I can't help it. Obesity runs in my family. And right below it, there's a doctor sitting there and he says, no, the problem is no one runs in your family. I love that. It, it is so, 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 so true. And I say it with all the love in the world, but it is not, you know, diabetes because your mom and grandma had it. It's not a life sentence. You can change that. You know, mom and grandma and dad are fat. That doesn't mean you have to be fat. You're the skinny kid in your family and you can't gain any muscle. Bullshit. You have to eat different. You have to work out. And I think that's the biggest thing is everybody truly, truly has a choice to make that change. And so they can either have the excuses or they can have progress. But I will promise both of you guys, they can't have both. And that's what it comes down to is just making the choice to take ownership of your decisions. And I tell people all the time, you know, I get the question of, hey, did you work out all the time? Do you have a six pack? No, I have a shitty diet, so I don't have a six pack. Um, you know, I, I'd love to, but I, I eat too many Reese's and tacos and, and things that I really shouldn't eat for my goals. But I'm not blaming that on anybody else. It's not Walmart's fault that they sell Reese cups. It's my fault for buying them. Um, you know, and that's the biggest thing I think is as soon as people take ownership of that, it's going to flow over to every part of their life. You know, you, you may have a boss that you think is not the greatest guy to work for. Maybe you're not the greatest employee. So it, it comes down again to making sure we take ownership first and then look at our surroundings second. Bam. I, I feel like I have to share one more meme while we're on the subject. One of my favorites is Cookie Monster. And he's sitting in bed with a bunch of cookies. And it says, I'm not losing weight. It must be my personal trainer's fault. So many times people, you know, come and they sign up for training and they're not seeing the progress. And I'm over there like, oh, it is the nutrition. You have to reel it in. So I had to share that one. All right. Number two. Number two. <laughs> and I might have to put the explicit button on this podcast, but putting a bandaid on a shitty lifestyle isn't going to fix anything. <laughs> Oh God, that, that one, that one's so true. Um, and, and Alexa just brought up personal trainer and you know, that, that one's always like a loaded topic for me because I love, love, love when somebody goes, Hey, I need help. And, and I don't care if it's fitness or just life in general, you're raising the hand, you're waving the white flag. I've tried to do it on my own. I need help. But I, I think the biggest thing with that is the, the bandaid at that point for some people is the personal trainer. It is the miracle diet of, of the, uh, you know, the weight loss teas or the shakes or the bars that don't allow you to have any real food whatsoever, but it's such a calorie deficit that you naturally lose weight. Th those are the band-aids because eventually, guess what? You're going to be at a family barbecue and you want to have some real food and all of a sudden the weight starts to balloon back on because nothing was realistic to begin with. And if the band-aid is the personal trainer, it's exactly what Alexa was just saying. They come in, maybe they really get after it for those two sessions a week, 45 minutes at a time. And guess what? The rest of the week is complete and utter shit. Um, and, and that's that's where it just, you've got, either got to buy in or, or don't buy in. But I, I think there's people and, you know, I've had the weird conundrum as a trainer of firing a client. And you just have to realize sometimes, hey, you're wasting your money. I, I don't, you know, and I guess as a selfish thing, I didn't want my name on that person. I didn't want them running around saying, yeah, Jeff Warrington at the Wabuck Athletic Club is my trainer. I, I kind of froze on that. I'm like, this, this is not a good look for me. Um, you know, but you realize that there is that buy-in opportunity and some people do, they just want to put the band-aid on it, um, you know, and, and make it the quick fix, I guess. And anybody in this industry or outside of this industry knows 
there's no quick fix to this. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not, it's not a twice a week training session. It's not some bullshit bar or shake that I'm going to eat instead of real food. You know, it, those don't work. It's just, there's no longevity to them. That's a perfect segue into topic three. Pills, shakes, wraps are not what led to your fat loss. Right now, right now is the time where everybody is scrolling through their Facebook and they're seeing all of these fad diets. So we're speaking to these people who are like, ah, I'm looking for something. And ooh, this one, this lady lost a lot of weight really fast, right? So, you know, I, I'll never attack any of the individuals or individuals that sell these products or anything. Because I think at the end of the day, if you really look at a lot of whether it's bars, shakes, weight loss, teas, any of this stuff, is there weight loss? Sure. You know, so if you're going to hinge your success on the fact that you can give somebody something that they lose weight, I think that's wonderful. You know, the, the only thing I've really had an issue with is I talked to a client who was at her wits end and said, Jeffrey, I just have to try something. She tried one of these very extreme weight loss programs. And one of the first things in the program was, you know, like weeks, let's say weeks one through four, you weren't allowed to exercise. If you're in such a calorie deficit that it's not safe for you to exercise, let's go back a little bit. It's just not safe. And I don't think people want to see that or, or they choose not to because they're seeing the weight loss results. And maybe they've had this lifetime of overweight issues and they just want to see something. And, and you know what? I feel for those people from an opposite side. And most people don't understand me. I was the kid who was in tears because I couldn't put on a pound of muscle. You know, I was 145 pounds at six foot tall. I was the skinny guy. There was a lot of women in the gym that had a lot bigger arms than I did. And I'm, I'm sitting back going, man, I just don't get it. So I've been there with those people, but I had to realize it wasn't going to happen overnight. Um, and I, I, I hope for everyone that's scrolling through or everybody that's listening to this podcast and they're going, man, I, I just can't take it anymore. I've been fat my whole life. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pay $400 to this, this bar or the shake or this tea, and I'm going to lose 30 pounds next month. You might, I mean, you might, you might lose 30 pounds next month, but I promise you when life hits and you want to be a real person again and not limit yourself to just those things that 30 pounds is coming back to the vengeance and it's probably bringing a few friends. So, you know, it, that's, that's my biggest thing. I will just absolutely pray that people don't go down that road right now. Take your time with it. There's a sustainable weight loss that you can do, you know, and I'll give you guys a little plug on this. I've got two people walking around the whack right now that talk about the diet doc. I didn't know what it was before I met you guys, you know, so to the, to the first eye, maybe the diet doc looks the same, is some of these other things. It's not, man. I got happy people saying, hey, Jeff, I get to eat. I get to eat food and I'm down 55 pounds. I mean, that's life-changing shit. And you know, to the other side of things, maybe 10 pounds is the life changer for somebody. But there are real ways to do it with real food and still having a real life. Don't sign up. If it says miracle in front of it, it's probably a scam. I will attest to that, yes. <laughs> And, you know, it, it's so hard in Alexa and I always say we have the least sexy sale of all business pitches <laughs> because people will ask like, okay, so like, what is it? Like, what is the diet doc? And we say, we're going to just teach you how to eat or like, what, what am I allowed to eat? And we're like, let's, let's look at what you're not allowed to eat because that list really short. Cause it's non-existent <laughs> and it's very hard to, you know, go up against those 
those easy, the pills, the, the shakes, the, the wraps, there's this tangible product. There's this tangible list to say, Hey, just do this and it'll work where we're like, Hey, like we're going to try a lot of different things to find what works for you. Cause that might be different than what works for somebody else. And you know, not a sexy sale, but it works. And there's happiness that comes with that. There is also patience that is needed with that approach too. And a lot of our clients have tried all the things like in our intake form, we say, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And a lot of people say like, oh, it worked when I did insert diet, whatever that diet is. But now they're seeing us 30 pounds heavier or with that 30 pound weight gain back. So I think it's important for people to realize it, whatever it is, didn't work if you've gained all of the weight back. Oh, 100%. And I, I think that's a big thing. And, you know, I'll, uh, I'll give Rebecca some love here. You know, she is big and what you believe you will achieve. And, you know, before I met her, I don't know that I, I believed all that stuff as much, but I, I think half of this is people go into these miracle diets, believing they're going to lose weight. Well, if you believe it enough, it'll, it'll probably happen, you know, whether it's the diet or whether along with the diet, they started exercising. And, and then I think the weight comes back and they feel so defeated. And so they come to somebody like you guys with this whole different attitude. It's complete defeat. And they just, they, they want to do something. But then if it's not 10 pounds the first week, if it's not 25 pounds the first month, they're ready to give up because they've already seen that extreme side of things. But I, I think that is spot on is, okay, ours may take a little while longer, but guess what? Five years from now, you're still wearing that size you always wanted to wear. You still have that feeling you've always wanted to feel, and you've still got that smile that you were lacking before. And I think that's the biggest part of things it is just the patience. I think that's absolutely spot on. I think a big thing too is, like you said, sustainability and adherence. Adherence is kind of my new favorite word for the year of when you're looking for something to, to seek change, what's something that you can adhere to? Can you, can you really, and I'll just use keto, for example. I have plenty of clients that come to me and say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do keto because it worked before and I dropped all the weight. Um, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to wait till after January because I love to go out on the weekends and have drinks and I can't have drinks while I'm on keto. And it's that conversation of ad adherence. So you're not going to be able to sustain this long-term because you just told me you like to go out and have drinks on the weekends. So that, that said diet isn't going to work for you, which actually brings us to number five, Jeff, this one, uh, not, not explicit here. Five, you're not keto. If you're only doing it during the week. Also, if you don't know your macro lit, you likely aren't even keto at all. Just stop eating the processed carbs. That, that one is so, 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 so true. Um, I, I had a preacher at church tell me one time, you're not a Christian just because you go to church on Sundays, right? You've got to do it the other six days of the week too. And I think that one plays in right here so well. Um, you know, I, I fell, I don't want to say fell off. I, I jumped on the bandwagon at one point. I listened to a great podcast with Dr. Rhonda Patrick talking about the carnivore diet. You know, it's high protein, blah, blah, blah. So I jump on it. I'm seeing some great results from the carnivore. I put one of my clients on. Two weeks later, the guy gets out of bed too fast, apparently, and passes out on the floor. Guess what? It didn't work for him, right? So I, I think that, you know, you, you either have to dive all the way into this or don't. And I think the problem was with all of these miracle plans, if you truly dive all the way in, a lot of them are probably putting you at an unsafe level, whether it be calories, carbs, 
you know, anything you need, protein, I mean, just fats for sustainability of life in general. Um, I, I think if you truly did dive into those, it's going to be a scarier process than you think. I, I think when it comes to macros or just an overall healthy lifestyle, you're able to dive into that 100%, but, but do that. Um, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves and one of my favorite guys in the world is Dwayne Johnson. I, I love how motivational the man is. I love what he does for charity. Overall, just a great dude. But Dwayne is out there showing people every Sunday, it's cheat day. The problem is, what people don't realize is, Dwayne makes his coconut pancakes for breakfast. That's it. Lunch is back on track. Dinner's back on track. Monday is back on track. So I, I think the biggest thing is people want to take that cheat meal and maybe it works for some people, but have a cheat meal. Don't have a cheat day that turns into a cheat weekend that turns into a cheat week that, oh shit, I gained 20 pounds. So I, I think you, you have to, I like the term adhere. You have to adhere to whatever you're doing. So if that's in the kitchen, adhere to it. If that's a commitment to yourself, because that's the only person it should be the commitment to, that you're going to go to the gym four days a week. There's nothing that stands in the way. You're going to the gym four days a week. There's too many times we put in asterisks on our own life. I'm going to the gym four days a week unless I'm going to stay on track with this diet unless. No, get, get rid of the unless. The unless has got you exactly where you are. We talk a lot with our clients about the reward of commitment. And it's not necessarily the, say the commitment was, I want to go to the gym four days per week. Yes, there are clear and obvious physical benefits from exercising four days a week, but the real gem comes from when a human says, I'm going to commit to fill in the blank, and then they actually do that. It's the achievement of fulfilling that commitment. It's not necessarily the achievement of those four workouts. And I think that that just recognizing that is going to develop better humans and happier humans and healthier humans. So making a commitment to your commitment has been a real game changer to empower our clients to, to be able to diet well. Oh, I, I think, yeah, they, they're chasing a feeling and that's what nobody wants to talk about is I'm, I'm uh, I want to be a size two, you know, I want to be 225 pounds of pure muscle. I want to be this. No, you just want to be happy. Take all the other minutiae out of it. You're chasing the feeling of feel good. So we all just want to feel good. And I think that commitment to ourselves, more so than a commitment to a diet, commitment to a trainer, even a commitment to a spouse, right? Let's put that one in there because how many people out there have the pressure of, I need to lose weight, I need to look better for my spouse. You know, newsflash, your spouse is with you because they love you. They love you for you. They don't give a shit that you gain 10 pounds. Um, they, they don't give a shit that you're too skinny, whatever it may be, right? So the, the feel good feeling and the feeling after you've made the commitment and stick to the commitment, that's going to put a smile on your face right there. Maybe there's not even any changes that have happened physically yet, but the fact that you've held up your end of the bargain to yourself, that's huge. All right. We're diving into our next topic. You don't need to keep pulling macros and calories down. Haha, our favorite word, I almost forgot. You need to adhere for a sustained amount of time to actually hitting said macros and calories. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you've got to give yourself time to see this. And especially if you're one of those people listening right now that has done the quick fix diet, um, you know, 
real, real sustainable, healthy things take time. Um, you know, so I, I think with the macros, it's like somebody nails their macros for a week and then they call you guys or they call their trainer and go, I, I haven't lost any weight. Right. It's, it's been a week. Um, so, you know, one of the things I always told my clients and, and this was one of those love hate ones is, you know, I'd have a client come to me and say, you know, Jeff, since two years ago, I've gained 35 pounds. Well, then like three weeks into our training, they're like, Hey, I'm, I'm not losing weight. Well, hey, you gave yourself three years to gain the shit. Give me at least six months to take some off. So I, I think that, you know, you have to bear down on it. You have to stay with it. It is one of these things that it's, it's going to take time. But don't blame the outside factors. And one thing we always say to our clients, we preach over and over and over is consistency over perfection. You know, you it's really not about being perfect. You see so many people who try to nail it five days a week and end up binging on those two other days. And so it's, it's just like, you just have to be consistent in the long term. And again, it's one of those things. It's just not a fun or sexy thing to work through. You have, we have clients who've been with us for years and we can scroll back through data and show them like, look, you know, and it's another thing out there too, is just this, like this weight loss. I, I'm going to blame it on the biggest loser that started this a long time ago. You lost 11 pounds this week. You lost 15 pounds this week. If you lost anything less than five, it was like, oh, you should have worked harder. You know, and so our clients have, they come to us with like, well, I only lost two pounds this week. I'm like, that is like our max. We don't want to lose more than two pounds per week. Like we, again, adherence, we want you to enjoy. We want you to retain muscle mass. You know, want me to smile this week. So I think, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions in, in weight loss too, but the main thing is being consistent over a long period of time. You know, I love that little graph and nobody can see me right now, but my hands where it's like, people think this is what success looks like. And it's just like this linear line, right? And it's like, this is what it really looks like. And it's up and down, up and down, up and down, but it's going in that direction ahead, right? It's going to be kind of messy, but we're going to still move forward, right? That's, that's what the journey looks like. It's not, if you screw it up, you know, you're done, you know, it's no, you just have to stick with it in the long term. We land on nutrition science to really explain that faster is not better. We, we dive into the, the, the actual math and the actual science of each, each client's physiology to show them why is it not safe to go faster? Why are we having you eat more? If you are seeing over a two pound weight loss, again, context is key, but for most bodies, we'll say anything over two pounds per week, it is too fast. And we want to slow that down. So that's, you know, number seven, faster is not better. That, that's one of the first things, you know, when I, I went through my certification to be a trainer, I, I think uh, Alexa nailed it. I had seen the stuff out there with the biggest loser. I, I think the, the faster is better mentality. Not only does that get the people that are out there thinking, boy, I'm ready to lose X amount of pounds. I mean, even coming into the world of being a trainer, I felt the pressure from media, from society, like, okay, how much weight can I take off these people a week? Until speaking to experienced trainers and nutritionists, the, the two pound mark was spot on. Two pounds a week is a sustainable weight loss. And that was the word I had to keep preaching to clients is sustainable. What do you want? Do you want to lose 10 pounds a week and then gain back 12 pounds a week? Because we can accomplish that. Or do we want to slow down? And I think the biggest thing, you know, I'm a total math guy because of the industry I'm in. Uh, you know, when you look at two pounds a week, that's not a big number, 
two pounds a week. Oh my gosh, that's just not much. Well, two pounds a week is eight pounds a month. If you do that for 10 months, you lost 80 pounds. I don't know a lot of people out there that truly want to lose 80 pounds. But if you do, great news, 10 months. Give it to me hard for 10 months, you got 80 pounds. So I, I think people look too much at, you know, we, we all want that instant satisfaction, no matter what part of life it's in. I blame that one on Jeff Bezos and Amazon because guys like me that wait till the last minute to shop for Christmas, I can get that done in 48 hours, no big deal. Weight loss is different. You know, healthy lifestyle, it's different. Give it some time. Eight pounds a month is great. Just remember, okay, in six months, that's 48 pounds. So if you've had the idea that I need to lose 50 pounds and it's going to take me forever, it's not. Just get your shit together and stay persistent with it. You can do that. You can do that in no time. Number eight, you're not too busy for what you want. You're not making the time for what you truly want. Oh, that, that one, that one might be my favorite on the list. Um, this one I, I I've seen, and I probably look at too many memes because I keep referencing them. Um, but I, I saw a meme the other day that was fantastic. Uh, the guy said all of his friends, you know, look at him and say, man, it must be nice to have time to work out. The bottom part of the meme is a guy sitting there and it says me, me working out at 5 a.m. Um, I, I think that's spot on. Um, you know, I, if you really sat down, like grab a notebook. If you're listening to this podcast, grab a notebook. Write down what time you get up and what time you go to bed and fill in all those hours that you don't have time to count macros, that you don't have time to work out. I would challenge anybody, fill them all out in between. Now, don't forget to write down the hour and a half that you and your significant other are binging on Netflix. Let, let's go ahead and keep that one on there, right? Go ahead and pull up the screen time on your phone and see how much time you waste on Facebook and Instagram, right? I, I do it too. I, I mean, my God, I'm on there. But I, I think if people truly, truly, truly want to make the change, they will realize very quickly they're not out of time. They're unmotivated. They're not out of time. They're lazy. And, and these are the terms that we don't want to hear because we do pump ourselves up every morning, right? You, you wake up, you look in the mirror and say, Alexa, you're killing it. Great job. And I think that has to be said, you know, I, I'm a big believer. Tough love is still love. But I, I think that if we're sitting out there and we're unhappy, it's time to evaluate ourselves. You know, most people, I say most because I know there's guys out there grinding seven days a week right now. Most people work about 40 hours a week in America. And you really break that down. There's a whole lot of time left around that 40 hours. Now I know, I know the people listening to this go, Jeff doesn't understand. I've got kids I got to take care of. Yeah, they go to bed. Most kids go to bed eight, nine o'clock during school, right? You know, I know a lot of kick-ass 24-hour gyms, one in Lima and one in Walpock that I can think of right offhand. I, I'm going to tell you guys, I, I had the aha moment the other night. I stopped in at the WAC. I'm not there at night a lot of time. Usually I'm there about 6 a.m. There was a gentleman that was new there. I went up and introduced myself to him, asked him what he was in town for. He said, I'm working the shutdown at the refinery. I said, man, you guys work crazy hours with the shutdown, don't you? He goes, yeah, we're working 14-hour days, seven days a week. I said, and you're still in here? He goes, well, yeah, I won't miss my workout, man. He's working seven days a week, 14 hours a day, and he's still in there getting an hour workout in because he feels better. I, I think there's just so much to that, and, and I don't want to make people feel bad, but damn it, if you've been sitting around saying you just don't have time, I can promise you 90% of the people that hear this podcast podcast you have time you just need to make the choice to use that time and to follow up with that too jeff the tlc side 
Jeff just laid it on you. Now, now Lex is coming at you. I think a lot of times the client, the Meredith that I both work with, they come to us and they, they don't realize that it doesn't have to be this hour or two hour long, grueling, count every macro, every calorie, just start small. You have a 10 or 15 minute gap within your schedule. Great. Can you go on a walk at work and take a lap outside? Can you do, you know, a little exercise in the morning for 10 minutes before you go to work? Um, you know, can you make a healthier dinner choice rather than having to track? So sometimes we see like the task is being so overwhelming that like we don't have time because I don't have time for an hour or two hour workout. Guess what? I don't have time for that either. I'm not making time for that either. I have a lot of other things to do. So how about a kick-ass 20 minute workout and I'm going to pay somebody else to cook my food and make sure that my calories stay in line because that's what I'm doing this week, right? So I think sometimes the task seems so overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. Just start small, start with where you're at. You have a 10 or 15 minute gap within your day. How can you make these little improvements? Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. And, and I think it goes back to the ownership and accountability that we've already talked about. Um, I would love for anyone listening to this to take the phrase, I don't have time out of their vocabulary, because the ownership of that is I choose not to make time. Everybody has 15 minutes. And I'm telling you, even if you start with 15 minutes, that's more than you're doing now. So I, I think that's the big thing. And if that 15 minutes feels really, really good to you, try to find 20, try to find 25. Let's stretch it. Let's go 30 minutes. Let's get real crazy this week. But I, I think that that comes with results. And I think people want that feel good. So if, if 15 minutes gets them feeling better, I can promise you they're not going to stop doing it. They're probably going to add to it. But, you know, you've nailed it. I, you know, we get a lot of new clients that come into the gym. And, and, you know, budget comes into fact with personal training, right? It's not cheap, nor should it be. But I, I think people come in and they go, okay, I need five days a week, an hour a day. And I will be the first one to tell them, hey, that's probably not sustainable for your budget or for your life. You know, let's start out with two or three, see how you feel. You know, and then a lot of people realize, man, this feels really good. The two or three is working for me. You know, but I, I think that you've, you've nailed it. I, I, I'll be the psycho at work doing push-ups if I have to. Um, you know, and maybe everybody doesn't want to do that. That's okay. But, but go for a walk. You know, meet your neighbors. There's nice people out there. Turn off the media. Turn off social media you'll find out there's some cool stuff going on around you. I love that you keep saying feel good. A lot of times people enter in an exercise regimen because they think that's what they need to do to fix their shitty diet or to fix their unhealthy habits. And there's this, this love hate relationship with exercise. Uh, a mantra that Alex and I often share with our clients is exercise because you love your body, not because you hate it. Because if you get down to the math and science of it, you can't out-exercise a poor diet. Yes, that, that, that is so, so, so spot on. Um, you know, I, I've talked to people that, you know, they use the phrase, I work out so I can eat whatever I want. Well, okay, I, I, can, I can dig it. I actually understand where their theory would come from on that one. However, it's not real. Um, you know, and I, I think that's the biggest thing that we can say it and, and hell, we can do it. But at the end of the day, if you go to the gym just so you can go back home and pound on some Reese Puff cereal and a pint of ice cream before bed, it's not going to work out in the long run. Um, but if you reward yourself, Rebecca has said it before, and I love this. It's not that I have to go to the gym. It's that I get to go to the gym. 
right? It's not that I have to run a marathon. It's I'm able to run a marathon. I'm thankful that my body will allow me to run a marathon. When, when you start looking at things differently, right? Wayne Dyer, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I think that is such a key, key thing that was absolutely from Rebecca. I'd never heard of Wayne Dyer before I met her. Um, but, you know, it was one of these things that I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. So then when you make it a, a, a privilege to count macros and you make it a privilege to go see Alexa at any time, to see Rebecca at the WAC, and you get to go see these guys, you don't have to, you get excited about it. And I think that's the biggest thing is bringing the excitement into the ownership which is going to create the persistence you need. You can all take away from this. I love that Jeff came at it with um, a little harder attack today, but at the end of the day, this is your health, right? Like if, <laughs> I can't think of a better time than right now to, to just really focus on that. I know January's coming. Everybody wants to you know, lose body fat. They put up to the holidays, but um, if you're chasing after something, really, really uh, look for something that's going to put your health first. Um, one of, uh, one of my favorite memes, uh, right now is the food you eat can either be the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. That is oh, just yeah. boom. Yeah. Hit you with the it, meme. It, it is. It is. I mean, it's just, uh, that, that, I, the, the food, the, the shitty food that we eat feels so good at the time we eat it. Right. Like I'm the first guy to tell you. There's not a lot of things in life better than a holiday edition Reese's, whether it's the egg or the tree or the heart, right? Number one nemesis for Jeff Orrington right there. I will eat those things until I'm sick if I allow myself to. Um, but the after effect, right? Um, our house, it's uh, the bathroom setup. We've got the most real bathroom in the world. You open the shower curtain. And as soon as you open it, there is a full length mirror right in front of you. Well, guess what? That thing's going to show you everything you don't want to see if you've not been staying on point with what you choose to eat and how you choose to exercise. So, I mean, if I could invite everybody over, which I won't, cause that's creepy, but if everybody could come take a shower at our house, we've got the most humbling mirror on earth. Right. So I, I think that's one of those times where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing what I'm doing. And I, I just literally the other day got out of the shower at work after a morning workout. And I looked in the mirror and I just stopped and I'm like, Whoa, dude, what are we doing? It's, it's time to get back on point. We, we've slipped. That's okay. And I'm in the mirror literally having this conversation. Hey, I still love you, brother. But damn, you're looking a little chunky. You know, I understand it's bulking season in everybody's world, but maybe we've taken this bulking season a little far. We're on three years now. Um, so, you know, we, we've got to slow it down. Got to get back on point. So I, I think that's the other big thing, you know, for everybody out there listening, whether it's myself, whether it's you two ladies, you know, we slip too. I, I mean, we're human right? It happens. The, the difference is I won't stay there. And I don't want anybody else to stay there either. I mean, you know, I don't like the way I look right now. I don't like the way I feel right now. Guess what? Shit's changing. I've got my meal prep with me today. You know, I'll be going to the gym after work tonight. It's all of these things that we, we just have to choose and make the choice. It's all about choices. It's really what it's all about. I think people forget too, that our bodies are not linear beings and, uh, they're meant to change. You know, we, there's this false misperception that we see these Instagram bodies and that's what these people look like all year round. And a lot of what we see on media isn't sustainable long-term. I mean, look at women, like our bodies are made to bear life, right. To change, to be able to carry a human. And it's, 
not that our worth changes because suddenly, you know, we're 50 pounds up. It's, it's that physiology has allowed us and allowed our bodies to be able to change. It's time to change. So I think people oftentimes attach their worth to their weight. And that is one of the worst things you can do, especially when you are looking to start a weight loss or weight gain program. Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, one of the the coolest things I had read um, when Arnold was training for the Olympia, one of the things he would do now pumping iron, the documentary, it's out on Amazon Prime right now. If you've never seen any of any interest in bodybuilding, it's kind of a cool documentary. But when Arnold was prepping for the Olympia, he was so self-critical of himself that he used to wear like a 3X sweatshirt for all of his workouts because otherwise he wouldn't focus on his workouts. He would only focus on his imperfections. So I've had clients that I've told them to literally put like cardboard or paper over their mirror, except for like a chin up height. That way you can still do your makeup in the morning, right? But if you're beating yourself down constantly about the way you look, that's going to in turn make you not feel good. We're going backwards here. We're working towards a feel good. So if you don't want to look in the mirror for a while because you just want to feel better, hey, that's great. Give yourself the pep talk. Don't criticize yourself. Be nice to yourself. You know, and I think that's the thing. As I am the tough love guy, and Rebecca and I have went round on this at times, um, you know, just because we are so different, I think the opposites attract thing must work really well there. Um, But, you know, even being the tough love guy, I can promise you if all you do is criticize yourself and beat yourself down, things are not going to change for you. So you, you have to give yourself some love at some point. Grab the small victories and run with those. Whether it's a pair of pants, whether it's 0.5 pounds on the scale, or you just stuck to your macros all week long, or frankly, let's even go away from the macros for a second. You didn't eat like a dumbass all week. Hey, congratulations. There's your victory for the week. That is, is rubbing off on you, Jeff. I love yes. it. Yeah. You know, we, uh, I, I think that's where our balance is, you know, even at the club, um, you know, she is such a loving being with everybody she encounters. Um, you know, but she does hold the accountability as well. And, and I think that's a big thing. And that, that's probably great proof, actually, too, Meredith. You don't have to have my attitude. You don't have to have her attitude. Have your attitude, whatever that feels like to you. But make the choice to hold yourself accountable, but also not beat yourself down. Accountability does not mean negative thoughts. It, it means ownership. You know, discipline equals freedom. And, and I think that's a big, big, big thing. If you have the discipline to take care of these macros, if you have the discipline to exercise, whether that's five minutes a day or five hours a day, the freedom of that is the next time you go down to Key West, you're not going to feel like a beached whale when you put your feet in the sand. Oh boy, Jeff. I think we're going to end it there. I love it. Um, Jeff, thanks so much for being on here today. I know you've talked a lot about Rebecca and at the WAC and Wapak and Meredith and I both uh, with the Diet Doc Movement partner with Rebecca. We love her, um, love what she's about and what her gym is about. Jeff, where can our listeners find you follow you for your awesome memes give us a oh detail. boy i don't know if that's a safe one um yeah so uh find us on facebook i think the club is the safest place because that's a filtered version of jeffrey if you, if you follow the uh Wapak athletic club um and i believe on instagram it's uh at WAC 247 so wac 247 um you know we we try to keep it uh pretty real but pretty loving on there all the time uh, but I'll make sure to send you guys my personal stuff as well if people want to get a good laugh. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us, Jeff. Absolutely. It was my pleasure.